Rick Stevens, financial advisor with FRS Financial Group, securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's show, please call 719-500-8700. This is Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial. Here's your host, Rick Stevens. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial Group. Rick Stevens here as your host. Remember that this is your show. If you've got questions you would like to have answered, if you've got topics that you would like to hear us cover on a future episode of Money Matters, feel free to give me a call at 719-500-8700. You can also shoot me an email, rstevens at frsfinancialgroup.com, or you can go to the website, frsfinancialgroup.com, click on that Contact Us tab, Send us that message, send us that question, that topic that you would like to have covered. We would love to hear from you. Well, folks, this week in studio with me, as always, is Andrew Rogers. Andrew, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Rick. We've got a uh, we got a fun Christmas sort of show going, going to uh, be going on today. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Yes, Heartwarming, and, even. Yes. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got a couple of other folks in the studio with Just us as well. Just a few. Uh, most of my children are here with us this week. My uh, my daughter Ellie is back from college. Good morning, Ellie. Good morning, Dad. Uh, Mia is here with us as well. Good morning. So are Sophia. Hello. And Riley. Hello. So we've got four out of the six with us this week. We're going to have some uh, some Christmas fun, I think. I'm looking forward to it. So before we get to the Christmas stuff, though. Victory Monday felt pretty good again, didn't it? You know what's? I'm I almost I'm afraid it's going to become a habit. Like, <laughs> again, I, it's ingrained that I'm just like waiting for that next shoe to drop. But that being said, I think Santa might be getting some blue Kool Aid this year instead, and uh, they're, hopefully they're, keep the magic rolling. Little little Honolulu blue, uh, with uh, with Santa this year, and and we've got some some fun stuff coming down the mm-hmm. pike too when we get to the uh, college football playoff i know there's some uh angst in uh in the rogers family and extended family uh, i should say about that with uh with both big blue and uh that other team from the state we shall not name well at least big blue's got the easier matchup and we'll get our redemption against georgia from that uh debacle last year and all will be well all right all right so folks we are uh talking this week about some fun Christmas stuff, and and we're going to open up. I want to open this up, mm-hmm. guys, with a little bit of some some fun Christmas memories. Whether that's from uh, you know in in our world, Andrew, as we were kids, uh, mm-hmm. even as adults and parents, and and uh, to my kids, I will open it up to you guys as well for any of those fun Christmas memories that you have that that are okay to share on the radio. <laughs> so any anybody want to uh to share theirs first? Um I'll go first. So I'm 19 now and a lot of people I'm getting to the age where a lot of people ask me when I stopped believing in Santa Claus. And every time they ask, I have to tell them that 
I never actually ever believed in Santa Claus because I knew all the history and all about St. Nick and never believed in actual Santa Claus. But I did believe in the Grinch and I was (laughs) genuinely afraid of him. And every night when the Christmas tree was up and the Christmas tree lights were on, I would tiptoe past because I was convinced he was slithering around underneath the tree or standing behind the tree, just waiting to come attack me and take me back to his cave. But that being said, I mean, you know, you're 19, you're, you're back from college now, and you're a little bit closer to the North Pole than the rest of the family. So you could be able to go maybe get that belief back again. I would rather not. <laughs> I, am, I watched, actually, I watched the live action Grinch a couple days ago for the first mm-hmm. time ever because I was finally not scared of it. And I just do not want to be scared again. Yeah. But, you know, my my favorite Christmas story, right? And, yes, there there are the memories of, you know, not only as a parent and the, the fun stuff that, that we get to do with our kids and, and even growing up, you know, one of my – actually, I'll, I'll hit one of my favorite Christmas memories is, is as a kid years and years ago, back in southern Illinois, we got a nice, big Christmas snowfall. And I remember the, the just the massive amount of fun that I had – Going out that morning with my Star Wars figures and the Hoth playset, being able to have actual Hoth, real snow to play with my Star Wars stuff while I was wearing my sock hat and my coveralls and and the gloves and you could barely even you know hold them anyway to make them do whatever. But still, it was so fun. You you mean you took them out of the box and out of the package? But I know, right? I mean, I, think about where we'd be now. I could I could like be independently wealthy if yeah. I still had all that. No, I think one of my favorite memories, and my family really blames this for a lot of things, kind of moving down the line with other Christmas issues and maybe the day job. I'll have to deal with that (laughs) later. Is My grandparents and great-grandparents, because all the whole family is here, and I spent a lot of time with my great-grandparents, which I was very lucky for, but every year at Christmas, they would sneak into the house. And Mm -hmm. I say that, you know, with the air quotes, because they would make the most racket they could at like (laughs) three in the morning. Just to try and wake us up and just to, you know, that. so throughout, you know, getting accustomed to that, then all of my subsequent years growing up, it's always been ingrained in me to kind of get up that much earlier on Christmas, you know, morning and much to this dismay of my parents, especially as we were older in the teenage years and kind of wasn't as funny anymore. But yeah, it was always, you know, kind of hearing that racket and. Then all the little internal squabbles of, no, don't go wake those boys. Don't you do that. And like <laughs> knowing that they were just trying to rile us up all the morning long. Well, you know, the, uh, the the thing with that is now getting up at three or four in the morning would be like sleeping in for you. I know. I think that's what did the whole waking up super early for me. <laughs> Uh, you know, one of my uh, one of my favorite Christmas stories, right? We we talk about the different mm-hmm. Christmas stories out there, and whether you're you're reading the uh, uh, the Christmas story out of Luke, whether you're reading, uh, you know, the the night before Christmas, that sort of stuff. My favorite Christmas story is actually about Saint Nicholas. Really? Yes, and and my kids know that I love the Saint Nicholas story from. Well, just a few years okay. back. Um, in fact, from uh, AD 325, to, to be precise, about 1,700 years ago at the uh, Council of Nicaea, okay. which was a, uh, a, a um, let's see, how should we put that? It was, it was a theological council to discuss uh, some heresies that were being taught. Yeah. And as one particular heretic 
was up speaking. Um, Bishop Nicholas, as he was known at that point in time from Turkey, had heard enough and walked over and slapped this, uh, this gentleman across the face. So my absolute favorite Christmas story is when Santa Claus punched out a heretic. <laughs> We've left him dumbfounded. That was the first. You know, I, I've heard a lot about you know that, but that was the first time I'd heard that part of it. So. Uh, yes. So I mean, you know, so when those folks are out there going, you know, can Santa Claus and Christmas, you know, from the Christian perspective, really coexist? I always say, what better way yeah. to have Santa Claus with Christmas than Santa Claus punching out a heretic? Exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, any, any any of you guys have a a Christmas story or Christmas memory that uh, that that you would like to share with everybody? Well, I remember the time whenever I was going to give you and Mom the birdhouse for Christmas. I had it wrapped, <laughs> and Grant knew, and then he went and wrapped the gingerbread house and switched them. <laughs> and I was so mad whenever you guys unwrapped it. And it was a gingerbread house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank thank goodness for older brothers and uh, their Christmas present pranks, right? <laughs> uh, no one would ever do that. No, no. As an older brother, I, I never would have done that yeah. to any of my younger siblings who may or may not have been on last year's show and maybe talked about some stuff. <laughs> <sighs> Which is still available over at KRDO.com. Just click on podcasts or wherever your podcasts are available. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful plug on there. Um, you know, so so Andrew, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. as as a dad with young kids, yeah, what are some of your favorite memories with your kids so far, or, or maybe even some of those favorite stories that that you like to tell? Well, right now, it's you know still very much in that survival mode. I think this year <laughs> is probably about the most fun. Now that there's two, now that the three year old is getting much more excited mm-hmm. into it. So, uh, kind of getting the pictures. We went to a event over at Hillside Gardens. They had the little winter market, and we saw Santa, but Santa was going on a restroom break. Ah. But the three-year-old saw him and thought this would be the perfect time to dance, you know, kind of (laughs) trying to play around with him. So that was great. All the pictures, our seven-month-old was just staring like he doesn't believe whatever she's telling Santa. Was she she telling him how nice she had been and he wasn't quite buying it? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, they're... Might be a few things to say, it, but um, and you know when it comes to the stories, and it might be, you know, kind of easy fishing because our daughter's name is Fallon, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Fallon has written a lot of great children's books. Yes, but the one he did for Christmas might be one of my favorites just to read maybe year round, and that's you know Five More Sleeps Till Christmas because uh, yes. it's simple, but it also kind of really encapsulates that excitement that goes around, especially the real, real young kids leading up to christmas day yeah that's uh you know even even as a kid and and you know in that sort of that early wake up world Mm -hmm. um i used to get up really really early as a kid on on christmas day you know usually it was five six o'clock because for a kid that's early Mm -hmm. um and my job that i took upon myself because it was never really assigned to me was to go sort all the presents okay so i would go out to the family room, and sort presents into piles for everybody. And were you the kid that also, I guess this would probably be predate Excel, would get like a spreadsheet and, you know, list out who got what and start itemizing everything too? Um, I, I, I am not at liberty to uh, either confirm or deny uh, that, that I did anything like that as a child. Um, but, but 
there there might be some people who would probably confirm that if you ask them. Well, it makes a lot of sense with uh, your day job now. <laughs> uh, very true. Uh, but but I would do that and and make sure that you know everybody's stuff was where. Uh, I thought they should be sitting mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, particular piles were in particular spots on the furniture or in front of that furniture. And I may or may not have, you know, because as the as the uh, organizer of that, may or may not have given myself a nice comfy seat, you know, right there with uh, with my stuff. But But to this day, to this day, even when I'm not there, the presence at my parents' house now get sorted out and placed in places Aww. for people to sit because of their one OCD kid years ago. <laughs> That's great. Another one of the, you know, great stories that, you know, kind of from my childhood too is uh, instead of like the fake footprints that a lot of people would try to do, my dad decided to go grab a jar of olives. Ooh. And then he took them out in the driveway Laid them out, smashed them up a little bit as his way to prove that the reindeer herd yes. had been out there and made their pit stop in front of the house. Ah, yes, yes. You, you gotta if you know love, what I mean. Uh, yes, you, you got to love the, uh, the, the reindeer, uh, reindeer, reindeer uh, droppings being left yeah. out there. <laughs> a little, little unique way to try and say, oh, look, kids, it's actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, folks, we are coming up to that first break in today's show. You know, Andrew, when we come back, okay. I'm thinking there's some Christmas movies out there that are that are kind of fun that, yeah. that, that we might want to talk a little bit about. Because I know I've got some favorites. I've got some stuff we watch every year. You guys have stuff you watch every year? Yeah. That might, this might change now that we have, like, the little, little kids. But, uh, but yeah, well, see, my list fun. doesn't change. It just... It's who gets to watch True. changes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, folks, we are up against that first break. When we come back, we're going to talk some Christmas movies. We're going to talk some Christmas songs. I'm going to tell you about some Christmas songs that I just don't understand as well. So stick around. We will be right back. Are you worried about what's been going on in the markets and how it has affected your portfolio? Maybe you need a financial checkup. If you have questions about the health of your financial future, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary checkup. And remember to tune into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group here on KRDO, Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday at noon. Products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Well, folks, thanks for sticking around with us through that break. Rick Stevens here in studio with Andrew Rogers and a big number of my children here on this Christmas version of Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group. And, uh, Andrew, as we were headed into the break, we started talking a little bit about some of those Christmas movies mm-hmm. uh, out there. Um, I think we first need to settle a debate, though. Okay. I might have the ace in the hole with this. I you, think I know where you're going. Do you have the ace in the hole? Because yeah. that question that comes up year after year mm-hmm. after year, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, and again, that's where I may have the proof. Again, part of the day job. Uh-huh. Spoke with ABC entertainment correspondent Jason Nathanson a nice. couple weeks ago. Nice. Brought that up. And he said, yeah, I was talking with the screenwriter and producer of that movie 
he asked them that same question because, again, it is a national debate. Right, right. And they said, yes, we intended Die Hard to be a Christmas movie. So got it directly from a reporter who asked the screenwriter, the people responsible for it, that, yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I, I think we can now mark that debate as closed. I mean, I couldn't tell you. I don't think I've actually seen the entirety of Die Hard still to this day. Well, you, you have to watch it. Maybe you could watch it on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas night, you know, because it is a Christmas movie. All right. We'll add so, that to the list. So so in, in looking at those Christmas movies overall... Um, I know that my family have some of their favorites, okay. uh, not just you know with us as a family, but individually we have some some Christmas favorites in there. And, and I'm going to guess that somewhere along the line, the the Rogers household has some favorite Christmas movies as well. Yeah, there's definitely some favorites, and you know, again, one of them I hate to say has been a little tainted this year. Uh huh. But, you know, Home Alone, always one of those classics. Right, right. But We as- actually just watched it, uh, what, a few days ago. Uh, we watched that as we were down in uh, Phoenix picking up my oldest after uh, graduation from Grand Canyon. Yeah. So I mean, you and I both, but as the parent of a three-year-old, you remember. Yes. They lot- latch on to something. So yes. in the past two weeks, I've probably seen both one and two a combined 45 times. Uh, yes. Yes, so, indeed. So, you know, it's kind of taken even that. I'm like, okay, I'm a little... Home Alone doubt. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand how how that would happen. Um, you know, because there there's some things that that you know we watch it, we love it, mm-hmm. we can quote it word for word, probably from the first word of the script yeah. through the end of the entire movie. But you want to watch it once, maybe twice in a in a Christmas season. Yeah, but you know, seeing a three year old who doesn't know better start pointing and laughing at. A baby crawling around and calling him a filthy animal kind of can't help but laugh at that too. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You, you've got the uh, you've got the filthy animal uh, of the baby, and mm-hmm. uh, I think if I remember right, uh, the biggest laugh that that came out of watching Home Alone, and and Riley, you can tell me if this was true, was when. Uh, all of the all of the fun inside the house started everywhere from the blowtorch to the head and falling down the steps and really even when when we climbed in the window and started stepping especially started stepping on the christmas ornaments you you found those pretty funny right buddy mm-hmm. yeah so so i'm going to i'm going to ask my girls here what are some of your favorite Christmas movies? Uh, Ellie, I'm going to guess The Grinch is not at the top of your list, but but there's probably something out there that you like, right? My favorite Christmas movie is White Christmas with Bing Crosby. And and my question is always, does that truly count as a Christmas movie? Because that's more of a Christmas musical, Definitely right? counts as a movie. Is it on film and it says Christmas in it? I mean... Oh, well, <laughs> I guess there's the technical side yeah. of things. It's a moving picture about... <laughs> The Christmas holiday. Okay, okay. Maybe we'll give it to her. Yeah. I guess my favorite is probably Elf. Ah, yes. Elf. Mm-hmm. Elf. And because of Elf, we all know that the best way to spread Christmas cheer is by... Singing loud for all to hear. That's it. That, that's it. And we cannot forget the four food groups, right? Yeah. Candy. Candy, candy canes. Candy corn and syrup. 
See, see, we we've watched these enough at my house. One day, one day, Andrew, your kids will will quote your Christmas movies to you. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> waiting for that day. Ah, uh, yes. Now, now, I've got to say, I, I I've got two in the all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I absolutely love. It's a Wonderful Life with with Jimmy Stewart, and you know, it's just got a. A, a beautiful, wonderful story, even including Zuzu's Petals yeah. um, in there. But my more, um, I guess I'll call it up-to-date favorite Christmas movie ever has got to be Christmas Vacation. I could see that. My my, uh, I, I got four, uh, both my mother and, and one of my sisters this year, a Build-A-Bear okay. that was dressed as Cousin Eddie. In the bathrobe with the floppy hat. Because, really, is there anything better than to have your cousin from Kansas show up in front of your house a day or two before Christmas because the gas money gave out in Gurney? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we all have our own cousin, Eddie. And obviously, if you're listening to us and can't picture it, sorry, you're probably your family's cousin, Eddie. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. Very true. Now, amongst other things, right through throughout the the uh, Christmas season, we'll watch Home Alone. We'll mm-hmm. we'll watch uh, some of you know how the Grinch stole Christmas. Not typically the live action, but we'll watch the Dr. Seuss cartoon yeah. version of it. Uh, we uh, will also watch Elf. Uh, we'll we'll typically watch a Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. uh, because we love uh, love that one. What uh, aside from Home Alone, what else gets watched in the Rogers house? We will watch, and it's even more fun now because my mother-in-law really despises it. We'll definitely watch <laughs> a Christmas story. Uh, definitely put yes. that on there. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, and then I mean, it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it was one of those traditions I always had growing up, going back to the old VHS tape with all the recorded TV. Christmas specials on yes, there. Yes, yes. And again, this might show the age and kind of being, you know, that late 80s, 90s baby that uh, really the the Pee Wee Herman Christmas special <laughs> might have been the peak of TV Christmas special gold. Ah, uh, yes. Well, it's it, it's close to the peak. Yeah. But if you can ever find any copy, because I've heard that copies exist, but nobody can get them. Of the Star Wars Christmas special from 1978, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, I would love to find that. Although the uh, the Lego Star Wars holiday special they did last year holds up, and there are a couple little references I've noticed to yes. that with you know Chewie's family and that you know the extended Wookiee tradition. So yes. it's a little nod. Yeah, so this is a little bit in there. Now, did you see the new Christmas special out, The Guardians of the Galaxy? Christmas I have special. not yet. I will. I will give it two good thumbs up. Okay. Um, thankfully, I have two good thumbs, so I can do that. Uh, so, so definitely worth a watch. Very mm-hmm. heartwarming, and I know it's not a spoiler because he was in the uh, in the trailer. It does have Kevin Bacon in it. All right. So, well, well worth the watch there. Uh, you know, from that from that Christmas movie side, if we slide on over just a little to the Christmas okay. songs, because. You know, I know we've probably heard them on the radio since before Thanksgiving. Yeah, since now. like Halloween. Exactly, exactly. But uh, but there's some favorite Christmas songs that I've got that I could play, and and my kids will attest to this that I could play the same song over and over and over and over yeah. just because I enjoy. 
particular Christmas songs? What, okay. what about you guys? You know, there's it's not necessarily one song, but there's a couple either like Christmas playlists over on Apple mm-hmm. Music that I've recently stumbled on, or Christmas albums by you know certain artists that right, right. I know the family really doesn't like. That it's, I'll it's not, listen to it's it not all Mariah time. Carey, is it? No, I mean okay. I'm a huge fan of both of Jimmy Buffett's Christmas Ooh, albums. Yes. Those are kind of sneaky. Yes, but also on the complete opposite, Apple has a great hard rock and heavy metal Christmas playlist, which yes. has uh, some. Really interesting takes on a lot of the uh, traditional Christmas stuff. Yeah, you know, I actually uh, saw for the first time the other day the mashup of the Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas. Mm -hmm. The vocal tracks played to For Whom the Bell Tolls from Metallica. Yeah. That, That was actually oddly, strangely Really good. Yeah, a little <laughs> gratifying. I don't know why, and I don't know why we would have that, but right, right, yeah. right. Uh, so one of my one of my absolute favorite Christmas songs of all time, uh, and there there are a few different versions out there, uh, but but the one that that I like is um, is by this artist who who takes it a little. Um, I don't know if I want to call it funky bluesy sort of a, a take on it. Mm-hmm. But it's called Mary and Joseph and the Baby and Me. Okay. And it's the Christmas story told from the perspective of the donkey. Okay. Jeff Bates is the uh, the the artist that does that. I absolutely love that one. I could I could listen to it over and over and over and over and have um, my my kids will probably attest to that. Um, but but you know there there are a number of fun. Christmas songs out there. Yeah, there's some great songs, and you know, I'll, I'll give a tribute to my mom who collected the a very special Christmas CDs like every year. So we had like the ah. whole color arrangement. But I mean, you can't get any better as far as the celebrity Christmas songs, and you know, like George Michael, Last Christmas, maybe even some Paul McCartney, very wonderful Christmas time. I mean. I, I don't know anyone in their right mind who would not love just those true classics. Well, you know, I, I'm glad you qualified that with in their right mind um, because, yeah, th- those are two of my list that if I never heard them again, it would be okay All right. with me um, in there. Now, I know my kids have some of their own favorite Christmas songs. What uh, What do you guys like to hear year after year after year? I'm a big fan of Colorado Christmas by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. I, 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 I concur. That That's a good choice. I may have it on my Christmas playlist. <laughs> well, what else? What else we like? I like the Christmas canon. Ah, yes. The Christmas canon. Now, is this the traditional orchestra version of the Christmas canon, or is, is this the Trans-Siberian orchestra version of the Christmas canon? The Trans-Siberian. <laughs> of course. See, my child, right yep. there, right there. She may have heard it played by them more than once. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to do that. Yep. Now, now there is there is a Christmas song that that I don't understand. Okay. Though. And and it has confused me for many many years from the from the first time I heard it. And it's the Christmas song. And I know there are a lot of people that love the song, but I just listen to the lyrics and I say, "You guys are nuts." Um, and somebody out there is going to think I'm nuts, but it's Mary, did you know? Yeah. Right? Because, you know, the question, it's asked over and over, right? Mary, did you know? And they go through all the different things. And I'm thinking, I read the story. Yeah, she did know. 
She she did know. She was told. Yeah, it was kind of laid out pretty pretty black and white. Yeah, yeah. And and I hear there's also some interesting things behind the Mary Did You Know story, right? That that song. And and, and I think Sophia has something to say about that. They actually stole the tune from a song that Henry VIII wrote for his wife Anne Boleyn. Wow. Well, see, that's I, I did not know that was a Henry VIII song. The only Henry VIII song I know goes, I'm Henry VIII, I am. Henry VIII, I am, I am. See, that's one more than I even knew. Well, see, that's not too bad, right? Not yeah. too bad. Well, folks, we are coming up on that second break in today's show. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Christmas tradition, mm-hmm. some of those things that happened at the Stevens house, some of the things that happened at the Rogers Ranch and Resort. Uh, you like the way I put that? Yeah. Uh, we're also going to do a little Christmas trivia, some some Christmas quiz type things. So stick around. We will be right back. Money affects each of us in different ways. Sometimes it's a source of stress and fear. Sometimes it's a source of comfort and security. Whatever your perspective, it's always good to get a second set of eyes on your finances to help serve as a guide. If you are looking for that guidance, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary appointment. And remember to tune into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group here on KRDO, Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday at noon. Products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Folks, thanks for sticking around with us through that break. Rick Stevens here with Andrew Rogers and a bunch of my kids uh, here this week on Money Matters, presented by FRS Financial Group. We're doing all things Christmas. We we just got done talking about some of those movies, some of those uh, songs that we absolutely love, some of them that we would not be upset if we never heard again, some of them that are confusing uh, in there as well. Uh, This segment, though, we are going to switch gears a little bit, and we're going to talk some Christmas traditions, right? Things that, uh, you know, maybe maybe go on in the house right now, or or some things that, you know, from when you were a kid uh, that we used to do. And uh, we'll, we'll, I'll kind of open that up to what, what goes on in a typical Christmas in the Rogers house. All right. Well, I mean, growing up, you know, as always, we'd have special presents for Christmas Eve, which usually consisted of matching, like, pajama, flannel pants, mm-hmm. and some kind of either heavy metal, in my case, or pop culture kind of hot topic type T-shirt uh-huh. for me and my brother. And then we'd all watch... Christmas movies or specials together. But uh, now it's really transitioned as we're all older, we're all out of the house, kind of all back in the same city, that we do the big family name draw. That way we don't Ah, have to worry about getting something for everyone or whatever. So it's usually, you know, like my family, my brother, all the extended family. But the bigger tradition is that month kind of between Thanksgiving and Christmas, me and my brother make it our mission to figure out (laughs) who has everyone down. Uh And, you know, my wife tries to make it as hard as possible. It's like an online name draw thing now, so no one's around there. There's rules as far as who can and can't have people. But I think we're down to only three unknowns this year. So not our best year, but it's also more people than in previous years. So And and probably as we get into more and more technology, a little bit more difficult to figure out who's got who. Yeah, and unfortunately, even, you know— 
maybe having my wife's email and password as the administrator <laughs> person set up, it won't show who has who. So we've got a couple inside moles who uh-huh, are uh-huh. also helping with this. But, yeah, just that kind of idea of making it more of our game. And even this year, she named the email group, don't let Andrew and Chris <laughs> crack this. So, of course, we're going to. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Challenge accepted. That's exactly right. So that's kind of the big tradition. We all go down to my grandparents' house still Christmas Eve now, have a big chili. We do kind of the traditional white elephant where you just grab something random Mm -hmm. from the house, trade, fight over, things like that. And then Christmas morning, we'll do, you know, the early stuff with the kids, then go down to my brother's house with the extended family and kind of just like the, you know, real kind of stereotypical Christmas morning stuff after that. Nice, nice. Yeah, growing up, uh, growing up, we we always split Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, between uh, my grandma's house. That was Christmas Eve. We would be there, uh, and then we'd be at my aunt's house as well, and then we would be at our house uh, typically on Christmas Day. But the best thing, and and my my siblings talked about this last year as the number one top memory they have growing up, mm-hmm. and they still do it, was on Christmas Eve. We got Joe's Pizza before we did the Christmas stuff. So Joe's small town, southern Illinois, Joe's absolute best pizza on the planet. Tony, you better give me some free stuff next time uh, because you know, it's been in there. It's it's been in the Trupiano family for almost fifty years, um, and I, I still I go back. I uh, was just back a few weeks ago, and while uh, with some of my uh, diet changes and restrictions i couldn't have as much as i normally would but i still had one piece but knowing pizza. that region in that neck of the wood is it actual pizza pizza or is this casserole masquerading as pizza so it's so it's southern illinois so it's actually pizza pizza okay it, it, it's not the the big thick chicago style uh so okay. southern illinois it's the thin it's got the All beautiful right. tomato sauce, the, the the wonderful mozzarella. I I could go for Joe's Pizza right now. In fact, no, I, now I want pizza. <laughs> uh, awesome, but but we do we do some different things at uh, at our house, uh, mostly because we're a thousand miles away from Grandma and Grandpa. Well, and a thousand people for the Christmas festivities. Also, too. also true, also true. So so so, guys, what are some of the uh, the fun little Christmas type traditions that that we do that you guys like? But not everybody at once. <laughs> you know, we really haven't heard much from Riley in no, this. He, he, no, I think no, he's a little shy. He, he he doesn't necessarily want to talk into the mic, it seems. He's a man of few words, but let's see if we can't get a few more out of him. So, so Riley, what's what's one of the fun things that, that you like that we do every year? Maybe not Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, but around Christmas time. Look at Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, the lights are fun. You know, there there are different places that you can find online mm-hmm. to find out where all the light shows are here yeah. uh, in town. Um, one of our favorites, the one that we go to almost every year, and I never remember exactly which street it's on, but it's in that general vicinity of Sodbuster okay. um, over, over in that uh, general part of town. And when I found this place 10, 12, 14 years ago, there was one house that was lit up and they had that little thing outside, you know, tune into this station to hear the music going with the light show. They now have the entire block, both sides lit up yeah. and active. It's it, like, it's fun. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, I believe it's Caramillo down in the old North end where they do that. And then they even start yes. stringing the lights 
over the street, kind of back and forth oh, amongst that's the trees awesome. too. That's that's awesome. So yes, we do. We go watch the Christmas lights. We go take a look at those uh, every year. What uh, what are some of those other things, guys, that that we do at home every year? I like hanging up the stockings and decorating the tree. Ah, yes. And and I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you this, Andrew, when your kids mm-hmm. are older, decorating the tree is awesome because you can say, hey, guys, go put up the tree, and they do. Yeah. You don't have to be the one to put up the tree. Oh, I, I think I might still because we have the artificial, but we also have the really tall one. So, unfortunately, I think I'm still going to be roped into it for quite a while. Well, but when they hit those teenage years, they can use the ladder. I know. <laughs> well, right now, there's a lot of interest in decorating and undecorating and redecorating. Uh-huh. So it's been a lot of, like, almost when you put a fence up, like, no, back away. Get away from the tree. So you, and, you, and you've had them take off all the uh, all the Ohio State uh, colors from the tree, right? The, it, it's the Red Wings colors, oh, okay. okay? It's okay. still going on. Also, very traditional red and white Christmas. Yes, it's yes. We, uh, we typically have uh, a couple no different trees. There. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Uh, we, and we, we typically have uh, a, a very traditional... You know, either monotone, uh, you know, with the with the white and silver, and maybe a splash or two of red. Um, and in some years, we also just kind of throw everything yeah. on the tree because, you know, once you once you've been in that, you know, getting close to thirty years of Christmases together, you you sometimes have a lot of mismatched colors yeah. of things. Well, and that's very much like my brother's house where we go to for. Christmas morning where they, I think, are going to have six trees this year. And there's a different theme for everyone, including, (laughs) you know, like, you know, as they call it, the old tacky ones from growing up. They have a Uh whole just like Disney stuffed animal tree. Wow. I mean, it's literally like like they have so many (laughs) trees and different themes. I mean, they go all out. I love it. I love it. Now, one of the uh, one of the things that that I also enjoy here in that uh, Christmas world is is we, we actually have a little bit of fun sometimes with some with some Christmas trivia out there and, and folks you guys can uh, you can you can uh, play along at home as well uh, there there are some questions here if you will if uh, there were Christmas carols that were written by uh, the proverbial government official so mm-hmm. we had to get this a government official type title can you figure out what the original title would have been. So, you ready to play along here, Andrew? Yeah. So, the first Christmas carol is Move Hither, the entire assembly of those who are loyal in their belief. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, look at that. He is he is on fire today, folks. He's got this one going. Well, I mean, after we talked about your Thanksgiving traditions and things like that, I figure I better study up for this <laughs> show, too. I, I just have that lowly public school education. Well, I gotta, you know, I, I got to well, keep up with you guys. <laughs> uh, how how about embellish interior passageways? Deck the halls. Oh, look at this. Here we go. Even even those big blue fans understand all this sort of thing. The Detroit sports world yeah. does understand. How about uh, the precious metal musical devices? Silver bells. Oh yes, he's on a roll, folks. He's got this one down. Let's go with let's go with a little bit uh, of of some uh, weather type, shall we? Where we allow the crystalline formation to descend. You can just let it snow, let it snow, <laughs> let it snow. Ah uh, yes. What about the 
bipedal traveling through an amazing acreage during the period between December 21st and March 21st in the Northern Hemisphere. Are you trying to talk about walking through a winter wonderland? That's exactly where we're going with that one. And how about uh, how about an exclamatory remark concerning a diminutive municipality in Judea, just southwest of Jerusalem? A little town of Bethlehem. Ah, uh, see, see, folks, he should be on Jeopardy. He he can answer these questions. I am certain. I've been saying that for a while, though. <laughs> Uh, all right. How about how about this one? Because I'm not sure if you know what vermilion is, but let's go with a caribou with a vermilion olfactory appendage. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Oh, look at that! <laughs> I've, you know what? I forget that you spent time in Alaska, yeah. so you know that caribou are in fact reindeer. Well, and they're also delicious, especially if you get them from one of those stands down along Fourth Street. Trust me. Once it gets warmer, Ellie, hit it up. Don't do anything else down there, but one of those reindeer sausage <laughs> guys will, it'll be good. <laughs> it's not as good as like a New York hot dog, but it's close. But it's, it'll it's, get a good tradition. It's, it's an Alaskan hot dog. Yeah. Right? How about uh, how about this one? You ready? The jovial yuletide desired for the second person singular or plural by the first person singular. Okay, there was a lot of grammar talk right there that... Uh, <laughs> So, a jovial yuletide desired for the second person singular or plural by the first person plural. Have yourself a merry little Christmas? Pretty close. We wish you okay. a merry Christmas. All right. I, I still give you, I'll still give you credit I'll for that one. half a point. At least half. Maybe yeah. even three quarters because okay. it's Christmas and I'm, you know, feeling, feeling like being in the giving spirit here. Uh, how, about some, how about some trivia? Okay. All right. Who wrote... The song, Here Comes Santa Claus. Was it Michael Jackson, Gene Autry, Percy Douglas, or Leroy Jones? I'm going to have to say Leroy Jones on that one. Well, you would be close, but the answer is actually Gene Autry. Okay. Gene Autry, the singing cowboy, wrote, Here Comes Santa Claus. Uh, you know, you grew up, you grew up in the uh, the the right time with me here. What does Alvin want for Christmas? I just want a hula hoop. Yes, yes. Alvin would love nothing better. <laughs> nothing better than to have a hula hoop. Um, I know there 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 are a lot of different options, and and growing up as a kid, especially in places that snowed, mm-hmm. there are a lot of different options at what. We can do to put a face on Frosty the Snowman. But according to the song, what is Frosty's nose made of? He's got a, a corn- button nose. Yes, he's got a corn cob pipe, a button nose. Yes, thank you, Riley. Um, let me ask you this. There's a fella in a Christmas story, not a Christmas story meaning the movie, but mm-hmm. a particular story. Whose first name is Ebenezer? What's his last name? Scrooge. Yes, yes. Charles Dickens' classic, classic story. There's been some good remakes of that over the years as well, too. Yes, and and not just in the old uh, Dickens-era London style, but I actually kind of enjoyed the the Bill Murray 
version. Yeah, and without too many spoilers, the uh, the new one on Apple TV Plus, if you have it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I've 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 been told that's worth two thumbs up as it well. It is very much worth two thumbs up. I think that one might be added on the repeat list for years to come. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, that is all the time we've got for this segment. When we come back. We've got a little Christmas story for you, so stick around. We will be right back. Does stock market volatility have you wondering which way is up? Do the talking heads and doomsayers have you wondering if this really is the end? If you want straight answers from an advisor who isn't just trying to sell you something, call FRS Financial Group at 719-500-8700 to schedule your complimentary appointment today. And remember to tune into Money Matters presented by FRS Financial Group here on KRDO, Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday at noon. Products and services offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Folks, thanks for sticking around through that break. We are here talking all kinds of fun Christmas stuff this week on Money Matters presented by FRS Financial. And to wrap up this week's show... Folks, we have got a little Christmas story for you. It's called Christmas Every Day. It was written a little over 100 years ago. And uh, without further ado, I will now turn it over to my kids. Christmas Every Day by William Dean Howells. The little girl came into her papa's study, as she always did Saturday morning before breakfast, and asked for a story. He tried to beg off that morning, for he was very busy, but she would not let him. So he began. Well, once there was a little pig. She stopped him at the word. She said she had heard little pig stories till she was perfectly sick of them. Well, what kind of story shall I tell then? About Christmas. It's getting to be the season. Well, her papa roused himself. Then I'll tell you about the little girl that wanted it Christmas every day in the year. How would you like that? First rate, said the little girl, and she nestled into a comfortable shape in his lap, ready for listening. Very well, then. This little pig, oh, what are you pounding me for? Because you said little pig instead of little girl. I should like to know what's the difference between a little pig and a little girl that wanted at Christmas every day. Papa, said the little girl warningly. At this, her papa began to tell the story. Once there was a little girl who liked Christmas so much that she wanted it to be Christmas every day in the year. And as soon as Thanksgiving was over, she began to send postcards to the old Christmas fairy to ask if she mightn't have it. But the old fairy never answered, and after a while, the little girl found out that the fairy wouldn't notice anything but real letters sealed outside with a monogram, or your initial anyway. So then she began to send letters, and just the day before Christmas, she got a letter from the fairy, saying that she might have it Christmas every day for a year, and then they would see about having it longer. The little girl was excited already, and preparing for the old-fashioned once-a-year Christmas that was coming the next day. So she resolved to keep the fairy's promise to herself and surprise everybody with it as it kept coming true. But then it slipped out of her mind altogether. She had a splendid Christmas. She went to bed early so as to let Santa Claus fill the stockings, and in the morning she was the first up of anybody and found hers all lumpy with packages of candy and oranges and grapes and rubber balls and all kinds of small presents. Then she waited until the rest of the family was up, and she burst into the library to look at the large presents laid out on the library table. Books and boxes of stationery, and dolls and little stoves, and dozens of handkerchiefs and inkstands and skates and photograph frames, and boxes of watercolors and dollhouses, and the big Christmas tree lighted and standing in the middle. 
She had a splendid Christmas all day. She ate so much candy that she did not want any breakfast. In the whole forenoon, the presents kept pouring in that had not been delivered the night before. And she went round to giving the presents she had got for other people and came home and ate turkey and cranberry for dinner and plum pudding and nuts and raisins and oranges and then went out and coasted and came in with a stomach ache crying. And her papa said that he would see if his house was... He would see if his house was turned into that sort of fool's paradise another year. And they had a light supper, and pretty early everybody went to bed cross. The little girl slept very heavily and very late, but she was awakened at last by the other children dancing around her bed with their stockings full of presents in their hands. Christmas, 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 they all shouted. Nonsense, it was Christmas yesterday, said the little girl, rubbing her eyes sleepily. Her brothers and sisters just laughed. We don't know about that. It's Christmas today, anyway. You come into the library and see. Then all at once, it flashed on the little girl that the fairy was keeping her promise and her year of Christmases was beginning. She was dreadfully sleepy, but she sprang up and darted into the library. There it was again, books and boxes of stationery and dolls and so on. There was the Christmas tree blazing away and the family picking out their presents and her father looking perfectly puzzled and her mother ready to cry. I'm sure I don't see how I'm to dispose of all these things, said her mother, and her father said it seemed to him that they had had something just like it the day before, but he supposed he must have dreamed it. This struck the little girl as the best kind of a joke, and she, so she ate so much candy she didn't want any breakfast, and went around carrying presents, and had turkey and cranberry for dinner, and then went, on at, went out and coasted, and came in with a stomachache crying. Now the next day, it was the same thing over again, but everybody getting crosser. And at the end of a week's time, so many people had lost their tempers that you could pick up lost tempers anywhere. They perfectly strewed the ground. Even when people tried to recover their tempers, they usually got somebody else's and it made the most dreadful mix. The little girl began to get frightened, keeping the secret all to herself. She wanted to tell her mother, but she didn't dare to. And she was ashamed to ask the fairy to take back her gift. It seemed ungrateful and ill-bred. So it went on and on, and it was Christmas on St. Valentine's Day and Washington's birthday, just the same as any day, and it didn't skip even the 1st of April, though everything was counterfeit that day, and that was some little relief. After a while, turkeys got to be awfully scarce, selling for about $1,000 a piece. They got to passing off almost anything for turkeys, even half-grown hummingbirds. And cranberries? Well, they asked a diamond apiece for cranberries. All the woods and orchards were cut down for Christmas trees. After a while, they had to make Christmas trees out of rags, But there were plenty of rags because people got so poor buying presents for one another that they couldn't get any new clothes, and so they just wore their old ones to tatters. They got so poor that everybody had to go to the poorhouse except the confectioners and the storekeepers and the booksellers. And they all got so rich and proud that they would hardly wait upon a person when he came to buy. It was perfectly shameful. After it had gone on for about three or four months, the little girl, whenever she came into the room in the morning and saw those great, ugly, lumpy stockings dangling at the fireplace, and the disgusting presents around everywhere, used to sit down and burst out crying. In six months, she was perfectly exhausted. She couldn't even cry anymore. And how it was on the 4th of July. On the 4th of July, the first boy in the United States woke up and found out that his firecrackers and toy pistol and $2 collection of fireworks were nothing but sugar and candy painted up to look like fireworks. Before 10 o'clock, every boy in the United States discovered that his July 4th things had turned into Christmas things and was so mad. The 4th of July orations all turned into Christmas carols, and when anybody tried to read the Declaration of Independence, instead of saying, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary, he was sure to sing, God rest you merry gentlemen. It was perfectly awful. 
About the beginning of October, the little girl took to sitting down on dolls wherever she found them. She hated the sight of them so. And by Thanksgiving, she just slammed her presents across the room. By that time, people didn't carry presents around nicely anymore. They flung them over the fence or through the window, and instead of taking great pains to write, for dear papa or mama or brother or sister, they used to write, take it, you horrid old thing, and then go and bang it against the front door. Nearly everyone had built barns to hold their presents, but pretty soon the barns overflowed, and then they used to let them lie out in the rain or anywhere. Sometimes the police used to come and tell them to shovel their presents off the sidewalk, or they would arrest them. Before Thanksgiving came, it had leaked out who had caused all these Christmases. The little girl had suffered so much that she had talked about it in her sleep, and after that hardly anybody would play with her, because if it had not been for her greediness, it wouldn't have happened. And now, when it came Thanksgiving and she wanted them to go to church and have turkey and show their gratitude, they said that all the turkeys had been eaten for her old Christmas dinners, and if she would stop the Christmases, they would see about the gratitude. And the very next day, the little girl began sending letters to the Christmas fairy, and then telegrams to stop it. But it didn't do any good, and then she got to calling at the fairy's house. But the girl that came to the door always said, not at home, or engaged, or something like that. And so it went on till it came to the old once-a-year Christmas Eve. The little girl fell asleep, and when she woke up in the morning, she found it was all nothing but a dream, suggested the little girl. No, indeed, said her papa. It was all every bit true. What did she find out then? Why, that it wasn't Christmas at last and wasn't ever going to be anymore. Now it's time for breakfast. The little girl held her papa fast around the neck. You shan't go if you're going to leave it so. How do you want it left? Christmas once a year. All right, said her papa, and he went on again. Well, with no Christmas ever again, there was the greatest rejoicing all over the country. People met together everywhere and kissed and cried for joy. Carts went around and gathered up all the candy and raisins and nuts and dumped them into the river and it made the fish perfectly sick. And the whole United States, as far out as Alaska, was one blaze of bonfires, where the children were burning up their presents of all kinds. They had the greatest time. The little girl went to thank the old fairy because she had stopped its being Christmas, and she said she hoped the fairy would keep her promise and see that Christmas never, never came again. And then the fairy frowned and said that now the little girl was behaving just as greedily as ever, and she'd better look out. This made the little girl think it all over carefully again, and she said she would be willing to have at Christmas about once in a thousand years. And then she said a hundred, and then she said ten, and at last she got down to one. Then the fairy said that was the good old way that had pleased people ever since Christmas began, and she was agreed. Then the little girl said, What are you shoes made of? And the fairy said, Leather. And the little girl said, Bargain's done forever, and skipped off, and hippity-hopped the whole way home, she was so glad. How will that do? asked the papa. First rate, said the little girl, but she hated to have the story stop and was rather sober. However, her mamma put her head in at the door and asked her papa, Are you never coming to breakfast? What have you been telling that child? Oh, just a tale with the moral. The little girl caught him around the neck again. We know. Don't you tell what, papa? Don't you tell what? So that is the Christmas everyday story. Right, written back in uh, 1886, 1896, something like that. It's, uh, it, it is well over a hundred years old uh, by by you know any any measurement in there. Even even my version of math can get to a hundred years on that. Uh, so we hope that uh, you have enjoyed 
our, uh, our Christmas special, if you will, uh, for this year. Uh, guys, do you have any final words for, uh, for the listeners today as they are listening, whether that's uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Anything that, uh, Riley, that you would like to say to everybody out there listening? Merry Christmas. Sophie? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Andrew, it's been a good, fun Christmas show. It's a good old-fashioned family Christmas. We've it is. Here. It is a proper family Christmas. <laughs> awesome. Well, Andrew, uh, I hope that uh, you guys, everybody at the uh, Rogers house, does have a, a wonderful, healthy, that's the big piece, right? Yeah. Safe, uh, safe, Merry Christmas. And... Um, I, I hope for your sake and and for your wife's that the uh, the little fella doesn't decide he wants to be up at four in the morning and and maybe you could sleep in a little bit. I'm hoping so. I mean, right now I know all he wants for Christmas is his two front teeth, and it's halfway uh, yes. there. So hopefully, get a little reprieve. Hopefully, hopefully, there's a, just a little a little reprieve reprieve coming uh, coming out of that. Um, I know that. Uh, I would I would expect that somewhere in my family, the uh, the redneck twelve days of Christmas will probably be going on somewhere somehow. Uh, just uh, just knowing my family in particular, my brother and uh, my sisters, uh, that I'm sure there's some fun little gag sort of things uh, they've got going on out there amongst uh, amongst everybody. With that, uh, for all of you out there who are listening. I hope you are having a Merry Christmas. I hope that you are enjoying it, uh, that time with folks who are close to you. And, and even if you are not able to be near family, that uh, that I hope you are being blessed by being around uh, friends in there as well. Folks, that is all the time we have for this week on Money Matters. We will be back again next week, continuing to talk about your money because your money matters. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.